This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Marilee. Your insider's club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Marilee. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Cracking the Rich Code. I am Miss Marilee. Today, my guest is Elaine Laney Lean. She, her chapter is Put Your Brand to Work for You. This is a great topic. Laney is a multi-certified career service professional and a personal brand strategist. She is the founder and CEO of Revive Careers and co-author of the book, Translate Your Personal Brand into Marketing Magic. Laney combines her real-life experiences with her career management training to help senior-level managers and executives fine-tune their careers and develop their personal brands for success. She has many specialties, a few being career management, leadership development, and, of course, personal branding. Laney, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Marilee. Welcome to the show. Now, you know, this is your... (laughs) <laughs> You're welcome. As you know, we were talking a little bit before the show, and it's going to be easy peasy. All of our conversations are completely organic, and um, I, all it is is about your specialty and who you are. And, and um, yeah, so I was, I was reading your, your chapter, and I love how you started off with the story about how you were so gung-ho with your certificate, and, and then you, you went to the conference. <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. One of my finer moments in life. Um, <laughs> it, it just, um, you know, it was, it, was, um, it was just a day that I was so excited for, um, just gotten, you know, my, my career coaching certification, and I wanted to hit the ground running, and, uh, you know, the world was at, you know, at my feet at that moment, or so I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I went in with all this enthusiasm. And um, just thought I would come out with a world of clients, and I fell flat. I fell flat on my face. Um, And it was because (laughs) I didn't know what I didn't know. And and as you read, um, I I didn't know my personal brand. I I didn't know even what that meant necessarily. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, like a lot of us, right, we don't know. But with those good intentions and excitement and enthusiasm, which we need to have, definitely. But um, tell us what happened when you were asked to stand up. <laughs> well, you know, nobody really likes to go first, but I, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, how bad can this be? However, um, when she first, you know, said, hey, can you stand up? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um I was like, wait, what, really? Can't you start on the other end? Why do you have to come to this end? You know, and I thought, okay, well, um, I can either run out of here screaming 
or I can put on my big girl panties and I can and I, I can just tell everybody who I am. Well, um, I did that and more. I, I, I wish I knew how long I actually spoke. Uh, you know, in, in one in one way, I felt like it was you know like two seconds I spoke, and another it was like the whole hour had gone by. Um, time had so, sort of stood still. But um, I just blurted out, you know, I had what they call diarrhea of the mouth. I just blurted out all this stuff mm-hmm. about who I was. There was nothing really sharp and concise. It was just mm. career leadership coach and I'm a mom and I'm this and I'm that and I love this and I love that. And I just, I, I didn't reel it in. I didn't know my audience. I didn't take the time to really put something together. And before mm. I knew it, I had told the world everything about me, but nothing. Sure. Right? I said everything, but nothing at the same time. So, okay. And, I think everybody can relate to that in any kind of situation, even with dating. You know, because you don't know yeah. what to say, and, you, and then you just start running off, and people are like, what are you talking Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right? TMI. Too much. TMI. Right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, looking back, yeah, looking now that you're a professional, because I'm, I'm totally <laughs> curious here. Now that you're looking back on that, how would you do it different? Oh God! Oh, you know, and that is running off. <laughs> uh, right, right. Pulling the fire, you know, handle and mm-hmm. flame fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's such a great question. And um, everybody needs to have their elevator pitch or their elevator speech. And you know, one of those. One of those things, like, when you hear that you have to give an elevator pitch or an elevator speech, those two Mm -hmm. words are huge, right? Like, pitch and speech. So, Marilee, for you, like, what comes up for you when you hear the word pitch or speech? I don't like it. I honestly don't like it. When somebody says, yeah, when you got to have an elevator pitch, I'm just like, okay, so you're polished, but you're not authentic. Just tell me what you do. Honestly, exactly. I get a little put off. Mm-hmm. So tell me how to correct that. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, you know, and first of all, you know, because an elevator speech, it's a speech, you know, you have this anxiety that comes up, right? Your palms get sweaty, your heart starts to race. Because the fear of public speaking, it ranks higher on the list of fears than like death itself, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you can think of it kind of in a different way, right? It doesn't have to be that way. You shouldn't have to feel scared or deer in headlights, you know. Um, you know, when you're giving your speech or your pitch, you know, I'd rather call it like a meet and greet or a casual conversation mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what it should be, a, a conversation, mm-hmm. but it's a conversation with a goal. And, and that goal is really to spark interest in in learning more, um, to earn an invitation, to connect again with somebody, right? That's that's what Mm -hmm. it should feel like. That's what it should be like. Not like you're on stage and you're giving a speech and, you know, that hot spotlight is on you. No, it it should just kind of roll off your tongue. It should feel comfortable and, like you said, authentic. And Yeah, I think that if you... Yeah, the title, the title itself. I mean, I think if you were just to say what you do, it should in, or invoke some sort of curiosity. 
instead of, mm-hmm. okay, you, get, you gave me too much information or, yeah, okay, I don't care about that. I don't even understand what you're saying. Cause exactly. It's got to be something that, it, right? Something that they understand. <laughs> it, it, Tell right, me here. Right. I mean, it should be so simple that a fifth grader should be able to understand it or your 90-year-old great-grandmother should be able to understand. Yeah. It's not some right. convoluted something or another, but also not so simple that people are like going, oh, okay, right? There's there's no, like, interest. You know, you don't invoke right. interest. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it mm-hmm. is difficult, but it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reason by getting really clear on your personal brand, like your strengths, who you are, what mm-hmm. you do, who you serve, who's your audience, right? That right. all needs right. to kind of be defined first before you jump into – you know, coming up with your elevator pitch or speech, but that conversation with a goal. Um, you, you know, and, that, um, and I, I miss. Yeah. Okay. And I understand that. And what I'm hearing, and it actually gives me like, I can feel like this little anxiety when I'm imagining what you're saying. Um, for anybody who has polished their craft or really, you know, they, they have a lot of knowledge to share. I'm, I'm thinking of it like the ocean. It's like you have all this, depth and complexity that you want to share you have to offer somebody but you have to put it in a cup of of sand like literally Mm. you've got to put all that and just deliver it in a cup of sand and you go well how do I put all of this in there yeah it's It's very complex yeah how do I put it in a nutshell hmm exactly and yet how do you find it it's about us right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes it's about you. I mean, who knows you better than you do? But for so yeah, okay, many wait, wait, wait. Can I stop hard. you there? Wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. Who knows me better than I do? You know what? That's an interesting question in itself because sometimes I'm amazed how well somebody will know me. They can articulate from what they've observed about me that I would not have said myself. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, whoa. So I can't really say that sometimes I know myself better than somebody else. At least articulate it. At least that. Right. Yeah, that's the that's where you come in. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, mm-hmm. and that's that's the mindset. It's like, well, who knows you better than you yourself, right? Dot dot dot. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but we draw a blank, and sometimes we don't realize sort of how we're coming across. You know, we think uh-huh. we're doing things a certain way, but we're actually being perceived or received or experienced in a completely different way. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and so what we think is happening is not really, it's not the reality. <laughs> I know this is like really deep. It's like, ooh, stuff, but it's not. No, but I love um, it. I love it. You know why? Because it makes me feel like, oh, I always relate everything to love. So I hear what you're saying because in the professional world, you're saying exactly right. But in our personal lives, isn't it just like scary to think, oh, my gosh, you're perceiving me in a way that I totally don't want you to do that. It has, yeah. it has to equate over to your business. It's it so important it what does. you just said. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Please go and on. a lot of entrepreneurs, I think, get caught up on that, right? I don't mm-hmm. think that yeah. they realize a lot of times how they're coming across or what's, where the disconnect is maybe in their business. Yeah. And it's, 
yeah, it's it's hard to you know kind of wrap your head around that sometimes. And um, yeah, it's, it's like you know when um, two people come together. Let's say they're on a date or whatever, and they're they're so nervous, and it's and they're trying to communicate, but they keep stumbling over their words. And well, no, that's not exactly what I meant. Well, what I meant to say was, and then they keep trying to clarify, 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 and that's what you're saying. You have to really clarify your brand. Absolutely, right? absolutely. <laughs> and there's and there are so many little moving parts to that. It's like, oh, where do you start? What do I do? What am uh, I missing? What do I need? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. what does personal branding even mean? So mm-hmm. it, it's tell it's me what kind that means. Big thing. <laughs> personal branding? <laughs> no, I mean like the little parts that you're talking about. <laughs> oh, all the different little parts. I mean, it is. It is. It is understanding. See, I get all excited, so now I need to take a deep breath and kind of I like it. relax. That's right. And kind of give it to you, you know, in a, <laughs> in a calm, calm way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So many, and I have, and I've kind of broken it down into, into three parts. If you read my chapter, it's kind of like that um, discover phase. There are so many things you need to discover about yourself first. Yes. And understand mm. yourself really at your core. And, and I kind of like to describe that as when you get on an airplane and the flight attendant is going through her routine, right, and she's, she's talking about um, the oxygen masks when they drop, you need to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before assisting others, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to mm-hmm. take care of yourself before you can help others. You've got to understand your needs first, who you are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. Before you, before you can really help somebody else, um, you've got to get a, a firm grasp on um, your intake, your, your oxygen intake. Right. What that means is you need to understand why you do what you do. What are the problems that you're solving? Why did you get into this, right? Why did you become an entrepreneur? What problem are you solving and why? What's your backstory? Mm-hmm. You know, how did you, mm-hmm. how, how did you get started? What was the need that you were trying to fill? Hmm. And why, why is that important? Because right. people like to, to do business with people they know, like, and trust. Right. If you're just, like, doing something for the money, that's one thing. Well, you're going to develop okay, those relationships. You want to put this in... I'm going to put this in real life terms and I'm going to make it personal so you can help me. And then I think in that we can help others. Yeah. Okay. So what I, okay. So for me, my, everything I do is about love and teaching people how to love. But if I tell Mm -hmm. people that I teach people how to love, it's too broad and people have an opinion about what love is. And then they assume that whatever it is that I have to say is also an opinion. So there's Mm -hmm. a barrier, right? Mm-hmm. Until of course you know they understand who I am, what I do, and and the the validity of what I do, and the results. But again, the elevator pitch. You know, if I just say, well, I I teach people how to love, it's not enough. People don't get it. They can't wrap their head around that concept. So I have yeah. to use um, other words like relationship accountability. Now they're just mm. like, wait a minute, what? You see? These words are different. Yeah. And they're like, it, what do you they mean? They are different. Accountability. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then I guess, well, like love and, they, and the word success. I mean, they're, yeah. people interpret that in many different ways. And yeah. with love, some people can be really down on love right now, right? Love stinks, right? Or love is the most beautiful <laughs> thing in the whole wide world, right? I mean, there are so many uh-huh. definitions to each person what love means. But when you talk about relationship accountability, it's all of a sudden like, huh, okay, uh-huh. well, tell me more about that. I, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's yeah. love, some people might see that as woohoo or, um, oh, that's a big topic. Yeah, it's like the, it, it's as big as the ocean. And people are just mm-hmm. saying, ah, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine with this cup of water I got over here. I don't need all that. Yeah, right. Some people want to just stick their toes into the the water, and other people want to dive in head first. (laughs) Exactly. They don't know, and that's and that's for the entrepreneur who is trying to get that message across. You know how big, deep, vast it is to put it into an an elevator pitch. You know, it's it's so important. Like what what you're saying here, you have to know what your personal brand is, and I literally have to be walking my talk all the time. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. But, you know, and just to kind of go with that, it's, you know, there's, there's still more to it, right? It's like understanding your values and your strengths and what you're good at. What do you want to be known for? Um, Mm -hmm. There's so much involved and you can make it as big as you want or as as little as you want. Um, There's also finding your niche, like all the coaches out there, right? We're all entrepreneurs. Uh, we're solopreneurs, um, but when we first come out of, you know, our coach training, it's, oh, you know, the world is my oyster, <laughs> you know, just like me when mm-hmm. I that conference. It's like everybody is my, my client, everyone. I, mm-hmm. I can help everybody, mm-hmm. every professional. Sure. That wasn't necessarily true, and mm. so it's, there's so many different components to, the, to, to personal branding, and, mm-hmm. you know, really deciding, you know, understanding why you do what you do is a huge piece of it. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so now that I know who I am, let's just say, right? I understand mm-hmm. who I am. Mm-hmm. Now what else do I need? What's the next uh, step? Now you need to, again, you need to kind of define who those people are that you want to help and what makes you qualified to help them. Okay, so let's stop there. Let me see. Who doesn't need love? How do I define that? The people that need love, need my help. That's difficult. It, it is difficult. I fall into but it, what, to what you were saying. I can help everybody. <laughs> everybody right, needs right, it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So let's go, let's go with the extreme on that. It's like, okay. Um, okay. This is really extreme and probably not a very happy topic, but. Mass murderer. Do you want to work with okay. mass murderers? I mean, you need, do you want to help them find love in their life? Or, you know, is it somebody who just broke up, <laughs> you know, somebody who just got divorced, and you want to help them find right. love again? I mean, there's so many different right. extremes. I see. So what yeah, relates to you and to your backstory, right? I mean, why? Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how personal you want to get right now, but so uh-huh. why love? What was what does love mean to you, Marilee, and why did you get into that? What well, what were you drawn to that you're like, oh my gosh, I really just want to help people find love because that would make their lives so much better. But what's your backstory? Uh, How did that happen for you? 
The backstory is observation. How much sadness, unfulfillment there is in the world. Um, division, dissension. They, we don't understand each other. We literally can't communicate uh, our desires and what our pain is. We don't know where it comes from. We're subjects of our past, you know, our upbringing, whatever it is that is conditioning our mind to believe certain things that create um, self-fulfilling prophecies that we don't even want. And anyway, so through this observation, I, I take it back to scripture. Now, I understand that not everybody believes in God, et cetera, but you really don't have to, to get mm-hmm. my point is what I'm saying, because there's a promise there. And the promise was for all of us to just love, to know how to do it. And his, it occurred to me that we're not doing it right. If we were doing it right, there would, everybody would be happy. If we were doing it right, we wouldn't have wars. If we were doing it right, we would have fulfillment and abundance. We wouldn't worry. There wouldn't be anxiety and illness caused by all this stress. We would have solid relationships that we could actually sink our teeth into. But, you know, it's like I feel comfortable here. I love you. I don't have any fears. I don't have any questions about who you are. We're not doing it right. So, and what is, I what is doing it right mean to you? Behavior. Behavior or accountability in our behavior. And our behavior follows our perception and our understanding. And our perceptions and our understandings are not quite right. And this is why we don't get along, typically. Mm-hmm. We make a lot of um, mm-hmm. assumptions about so many things in our life related to our own perception, what we've been exposed to. So if I can get rid of all that and then just show you what love actually is, what it looks like so you can hold it in your hand, and people go, oh, wait, what? And it's like a Rubik's Cube that you have to keep twisting. And no, you don't have it. Maybe you have one side together, but you don't have it all. Um, so anyways, to your, to your point, that's what it is. I realized that it was love that we were missing and had to really, really, really understand that. And I'm taking that and changing the way people think in ways that they didn't think before. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as far as branding, you know, it's just pretty deep to even have them get the concept of that. It is. Branding is based on a lot of introspective work, and that can be scary. Mm. But you have mm-hmm. to start at your core. I mean, you really, you really do have to do introspective work to really understand who you are and and. Mm-hmm. And the need, right? There's, there's a need mm-hmm. to want to help people. Um, so just to kind of give you a little idea of that. So I started off in um, healthcare, um, oh. and it, but that wasn't my passion originally mm-hmm. through school, mm-hmm. just like my regurgitation at this conference. And I told people about, you know, how I wanted to be an interior designer. And it was true. <laughs> that was my passion. Um, but the medical field was kind of like my second passion. And so when I wasn't able to fulfill my interior design um, passion, um, I wasn't able to go to school out of state. Tuition had quadrupled, so I wasn't able to go, blah, blah, blah. So I got into uh, the healthcare field and I was in pain management. And I, and I really loved this. Um, I really loved my role, 
but it was the politics that were involved in, you know, the corporate hospital scene. Well, I kind of found that to be true even with smaller um, organizations as I kind of, I went into to teaching um, the x-ray piece of pain management. Um, and it, there was all this corporate bleh that I, I just mm-hmm. found that I didn't like, right? Because it mm-hmm. just didn't settle well with me because I am the um, I, the quintessential team player, right? I am the cheerleader. I am like, everybody <laughs> needs to be together. We need to do this together, right? And right. that's just not what I was feeling. It was icky. And so um, just different things throughout my, my adult career, I was finding little bits and pieces that just didn't work for me. And I wasn't happy, but I didn't understand why at the time. I didn't understand why this wasn't fulfilling or that wasn't fulfilling. And um, so I kind of took a break to stay home and raise my kids. And then um, I heard about coaching from a friend at a wedding. And I just kind of followed her around like a little lost puppy, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, trying to absorb all this information about coaching. What is it? What is that? You know, tell me more. And so I went home and I did all this research on, on coaching and it really spoke to me. And it's like, oh, I've been doing this and I've been doing that my whole life. And this, you know, I really want to help other people who are unsatisfied in their own careers. And so that's kind of um, the condensed version of how I got to be where I was and why I want to help others have fulfilling careers and understand they don't have to be stuck where they are. But I also didn't know what my gifts or my talents were, what I had to offer in those previous careers. I didn't know what was so great about me. And Mm -hmm. so that's another thing that people don't know how to articulate is their strength, Mm. their superpowers. What's so good about me? What do I bring to the table? And so that's another thing about personal branding. You have to be able to dissect that, pull back the layers, and really get to the root of your greatness Mm -hmm. and and own Mm. it and then promote it, right? I mean, your strengths are really sort of at the heart of personal branding and being able to promote your greatness without bragging Right. Show value mm-hmm. to show, show your return on investment, and mm-hmm. and that's kind of where this whole define piece comes in is peeling back the layers of um, what makes you great, and then how do you help those people based on what you've experienced, your knowledge, your expertise, your skills. Mhm. Mhm. I would say that um, you know, listening to you say these things, it reminds me of people who. Number one, we have to make money. Somehow or another, we have mm-hmm. to be, you know, self-sustained, right? So whether or not we know who we are or what our strengths are, somehow we've got to go out and get a job. And a lot of times mm-hmm. we're driven by that job. So that's the difference with the entrepreneur, I think, inherently understands that they have some sort of value and that they can go out mm-hmm. on their own and bring that money in based on the value they have to offer. But even that mm-hmm. is so risky because what you're saying is it's so important to know who you are, but even then, even like when you were saying how, how nervous you were to stand up and have to go first in that room, even after <laughs> knowing what you had to offer, <laughs> you know, it's, it's um, getting validation that people see your value too. First, you have to find it yeah. within yourself, and it's hard when nobody sees it. 
Yeah. Mm, gosh. Well, you don't think people see it, right? And that's, so I'm, I am an assessment junkie. I love all things assessments. I think assessments are really great tools. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think they're the end-all be-all to help you understand like your, all of your strengths, but it is, they are an eye-opener. They mm-hmm. are a starting, starting point to understand um, all that you have to offer, but also like a 360 feedback survey, right, where you, mm-hmm. um, where you, you have coworkers, you know, peers, family, former bosses, your hairdresser, people answer you know, these questions about you and they show you, right? They shine a light on mm-hmm. things that maybe you don't know about yourself or didn't realize you were projecting or that you did. And so that's mm-hmm. another great way to really learn more about who you are and what you have to offer and just how mm-hmm. darn special you are to others and what you've done mm-hmm. for other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you know, and you made a good point about – Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just entrepreneurs. Say, entrepreneurs have such passion for mm-hmm. what they do, right? And that that sparks a lot of the mm-hmm. energy and the why we do it. Yeah. Yeah. It just. I remember when I first heard the word entrepreneur. I was. I don't know. I was probably like 20 years old. And I didn't really understand what it all entailed, but I knew I wanted to be mm-hmm. that. And <laughs> <laughs> and like you, I my my path was to be an interior designer, and I actually had an interior design business for 19 years oh, until uh, <laughs> <laughs> until you know what people echoed it to me too, like the like my shop. She was like, "Honey, this isn't it." Because she saw what I was doing in the personal development area, and mm-hmm. the reason why I liked the the um, interior design was because I got to get into your space, not your home, mm-hmm. but who you are. And then, mm-hmm. and every time they would just open up their to the to me their story, their problems, you know, ask me for advice, and. Mm-hmm. When I had when I when I went through my divorce, I had to sit there and look at myself and go, "What is it that you really want to do? What do you like about this?" And I knew yeah. that was it. And I took that yeah. little bit and ran with it, and I was off again. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine like the reviews you probably got was, "Oh, she's such a great mediator. She really gets me. She understands my, <laughs> you know, what I was wanting, and you know." She understood my mm-hmm. energy, and um, right. <laughs> I could just imagine that from you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah, and, and and until you're listening to what other people are reflecting, that's when you really start to know who you are and what you're seeing. So if you want to see a certain result, and people are not recognizing that in you, you got to try harder. Mm-hmm. Not by not mm-hmm. by boasting, like you said. You don't want to brag about yourself, but you definitely have to demonstrate louder, like a, be a brighter light in your space, so that people give yeah. you that feedback. And then you, and then you're like, oh yeah, okay, right? That's what you're talking about, knowing who you are. Knowing who you are, yeah. It's uh, like you said, speak louder, right? Um, it's got to <laughs> be it's got to be louder 
Um, you've got mm-hmm. to turn up the, the light, right? You may have had it on dim yeah. for too long, and now you've got to, like, turn right. that dimmer up and shine that mm-hmm. light on who you really are and embrace it, right? And that also means your personality and your quirks. And, right. you know, I thought when I first got into this, because I work with um, executives and senior-level managers, that I had to be really serious all the time and super professional and mind all mm-hmm. my P's and Q's because I didn't want to, you know, come across as too giddy. Or, um, and I, when I first got started and, and that's the way I was doing things, I was like, this sucks. This is not fun. I don't, I, don't, right. I don't know why I want to do this. And then I started really diving into the personal branding piece of things. And it's like, oh, that's what's missing, my personality. And I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but I, um, I'm kind of upbeat. <laughs> um, I yeah. like to have a good time. I like to have fun. I mean, that's who I am at my core is I am sort of like that cheerleader. I like to empower people. I like to inspire people. I like to get them going and energized. And I just was feeling really flat in the way I was doing things at the very beginning. And so I, yeah. I just kept kind of attracting those same kinds of clients and it's like but this isn't fun this isn't what I want and once I started putting my personality into things and started having fun with my clients and um, the sessions Mm -hmm. were so much lighter and Mm -hmm. they were more enthusiastic at the end Um, they Mm -hmm. came prepared the next time for their sessions because we were having a good time and there's so much stress involved in job search or when your job isn't going so well, you just, you need to, to manage it a little differently. Um, there's so much stress involved in that. And so I try to take um, a serious, empathetic, but fun approach with my clients. Mm-hmm. And it made a world of difference. Mm-hmm. Just it sounds like who you're, I was you're and my personality. Right. I was being, being more authentic, authentic to who yes. you are. Mm. Yep. You know what, I want yep. to go back a little bit because you were talking about knowing your quirks. And as I'm reading your chapter and I'm thinking about what you said about <laughs> eating the, your hamburger, right, around the edges and then you like to enjoy the center. <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I stopped and I thought to myself, what are my quirks? Like, what do I do? So tell me about that, like why that's important. <laughs> you know, people who are listening to this who haven't read the chapter are like, what do our hamburgers have to do with our quirks? What the heck are they talking about? Good. They can well, go read it. Get the book. <laughs> <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I struggled with that um, when I was going through my personal brand training program. I, I struggled with my quirks, too. I was like, oh, I've got lots of quirks. But how, does it, how do any of them really apply to my business, what I do? And just uh, out of coincidence, my husband and I were having dinner, and He's just staring at me with this, this cute little smile on his face. I'm like, what? Do I have something on my face? And he, he just kind of chuckles, and he's like, did you ever notice that you eat around in a circle on your plate? You start with one thing, and you work your way around to the, <laughs> to the next. You don't, you don't go back uh-huh. and forth. And I'm like, well, no, I, I never really noticed that. And so, you know, we had a good laugh about that. But then I started kind of putting that into perspective. And uh-huh. that is the way that I go about doing most things. So when I eat, I eat my veggies first because I don't usually like those. And so I eat those <laughs> first. And then I make my way around to, you know, my 
my filet mignon, you know, my, uh-huh. <laughs> my porterhouse or whatever I happen to be eating. Mm-hmm. And because I like to, I like to get the little icky little tasks out of the way first. Um, you know, I get all the things that I don't enjoy doing out of the way first. And then I, I go on to the next thing and the next thing. And by the time I'm done with my day, I've ended my day doing the things that I really enjoy the most. And then I, my day is happy. I, I'm more pleasant with my family. <laughs> I, um, you know, mm-hmm. it, just, it just feels good. You feel like you've accomplished something. And that's, so, that's how uh, I put my quirks in right. perspective. Well, you know what? I, just, I love that you even brought up the idea of quirks because, you know, some of us, I mean, we're always told to, you know, go inside and go deep and find out who you are and, you know, clean it out, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, in that respect, I definitely know who I am without a shadow of a doubt. But when you start talking about quirks, I honestly don't know my quirks. And when my kids make fun of me <clears throat> for whatever reason or anybody, a friend, I never get offended. I always laugh at it because they actually are noticing me and it cracks mm-hmm. me up. Like I'm literally crying because I don't notice these things about myself. So now you have me thinking like, I got to really pay attention to what I'm doing. Like, you know, yeah. my things that I, I'm not paying attention to quirks at all. The only thing I can relate to with that hamburger story is my ice cream. Like, if I had a quart of ice cream, i do that too. I'll eat all the socks around, around, around. I don't just dig into it. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same. I do the same thing. <laughs> uh, huh. I yeah, like the so you have me thinking. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, what so, does that mean? How does that equate? Hmm. So, I mean, if you thought about that, I mean, you probably with your business, and this is just, you know, off the top of your head, right, kind of thing. It's like starting with the soft stuff, you don't go like hardcore deep in with your clients first and foremost. Like you, you kind of work your way into the center, right? You start with the soft, right? You ease them into things, and then you get to the core of of, of what, you know, maybe keeping them from, from feeling that love, right? But you kind of, you kind of start with the soft stuff, work into it. I, I mean, you know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. And I don't know. You if have I to had, look at other things that you do that with. Yeah. If I had to, like, follow that analogy, I would say that I'm looking at the quart of ice cream, and I can see the soft spot, stuff on the, on the side, and then the, the core, which is still hard, right? But I can see mm-hmm. it all. Where, where this client can't see the hard core, they only think there's soft mm-hmm. stuff on the outside. That's it. That's all they know. So even though I'm right. you know, recognizing what's going on, I wait. You're right. Mm-hmm. Until I point out, but that's mm-hmm. still there. Okay, this is what you're yeah. saying, but that's still there. And so maybe, yeah, that maybe that is what I do. But but still, that's what my clients or that's what other people, what do I do that is quirky? It's interesting to me. I'm going to really pay attention now that you said that. <laughs> it, <laughs> hmm. it is. It is fun. It is fun to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, peel away the layers of that onion just to kind of go, okay, so how do I go about doing things and what's quirky or what's interesting about the way that I do things? Um, you well, know, like, like, for example, getting, if getting dressed, I will get distracted and I'll put one shoe on 
and then walk around the house because I, I called something else called my attention. So if I have to equate that over to business, maybe I could say the same thing. Like I'm in the middle of something, boom, I get distracted. I get a call, I get a text, I get whatever called something else. Could be the shoe. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd love to explore that more with you, maybe <laughs> <laughs> off the air, right? maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm but, thinking that, you know, this conversation just, is making other people go, Yeah, I guess maybe I do have quirks too. And what are they? And how does it equate to making money? How does it equate what it's to doing. making money? Mhm. Mhm. You you had a you had an interview. Um, I can't remember which co-author it was, but mm-hmm. it was talking about um, how how she likes to to know everything about her business. Right? She likes to mm-hmm. to be a part of every piece of her business. And you know, and you brought up the point of yes, that's great that you need to know every piece. Of, of your business, but you can't oh, do yeah. it all. I mean, I'm, I'm paraphrasing right. and I'm condensing all that. Yeah, and it's I so remember. true, but her, her whole thing was learning, right? She was, mm-hmm. she needed to know knowledge. She wanted other people to have the knowledge to do certain things, a different way of learning. And so it mm-hmm. made sense that she would want to know every aspect of her business but what I would say to her, to her or to other people, other entrepreneurs that are like, you know, nobody can do it like I can. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. But there may be mm-hmm. people who are an expert in certain areas that can do it different and better right. than you. Yeah. Right? You need mm-hmm. to be able yes. to understand where your strengths are, but pull back in those areas that, that maybe you're not as good at and hire those people that. Yes that actually can do those things better and can focus on that one area. And so I thought that was really interesting that you guys brought that up. And I'm, um, Mm. but for so many entrepreneurs, that's a big thing, right? We all want to work every aspect of our, our business. Mm -hmm. I don't. And we can't. Honestly, I don't. I don't either. I I, (laughs) I don't either. You know, I love what I do, and I chose what I do, and I'm an expert at what I do. And everything else, Mm -hmm. I don't want to do. I appreciate Mm -hmm. you for wanting to do it, you know. It's like, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Like you being an expert in branding. I appreciate you because I don't want that to be my learning curve. I don't have time. Yeah. 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 Just streamline it for me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and for me, the personal branding piece for me excites me because Mm -hmm. I am one of those people that I like to see other people really shine in their light. Like I get excited when other people get that aha moment and and can shine, right? That just that Mm -hmm. lights me up. And and for my Mm -hmm. executive clients a lot of times they're just kind of going through the motions every single day, right. Of what they do in their business, but they haven't taken the time to step back and go, Oh, this is, this is how I do things differently than the next guy in the same position that I accomplish things differently. And I get these kinds of results because I do this, this way. And all of a sudden they're like, Holy cow, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty cool. I'm pretty great. 
And for me, that gets me mm. so excited, right? Because they right. just kind of hit the nail on the head of, of their brand. And now we can mm. run that piece. It's kind of like that core of the ice cream, right? It's the center of the ice cream, <laughs> the hard piece. We've just mm-hmm. softened it. And, um, mm-hmm. and now people want to ingest that. And, and that's, that's what excites me about personal branding. I love working with people, any kind of people, really, on just finding their greatness, shining in their greatness, understanding mm-hmm. what they do so well and so differently than other people. Right. Exactly. And I mean, and you bring up good points about how to figure out who the heck you are. I mean, it's one thing to, to focus on um, the value you want to bring to the marketplace, you know, because we can study, mm-hmm. we can study and get a degree in whatever it is, but that's completely mm-hmm. different than who I am. Yeah. See, you have to become you literally have to become it. In order to do that, you got to look at all the stuff that maybe you're doing that isn't that great and, and change that or understand it or just like this whole hamburger analogy you made. I, I yeah. really wish I could think of another one like that that would equate over like, um, I don't know, hab- is it habits? No, habits are different than quirks. Things about you. They can, you know. It, Hmm. They can be similar. They can, yeah. yeah, I know they can fall in that same category as habits. Um, see, now I'm drawing a blank on that. But um, <laughs> it's like try to giving you an example. Um, yeah. I'll think of one well, in like, two seconds. You, but. you know how they say, yeah, sure. You know how they say, um, you know, make, make your bed. Right, it's it's like a big deal now. Make your bed. But as soon as you when you wake right. up, make your bed so you know you're not. Yeah, okay. So you you started your day right, and you've created this right. habit. Okay, so now how do I take this habit of making my bed and then change it over to my business? What is the habit that I'm going to do in that? That's where the disconnect is. I don't have a bridge from the habit yeah. over there or the quirk, you know, my ice cream to the business. <laughs> Right. And I kind of see that, that making the the bed thing every morning, right? That's your first accomplishment or your first task mm-hmm. of the day and you've accomplished it, right? As soon as you get out of bed, you pull the sheets up, the covers up, you make your bed. Same thing like when you get to work. What's, mm-hmm. what's one thing that you can do every single day that starts your day off making you feel like you've accomplished something? You know, what's one small thing you can do every morning that makes you feel like you've accomplished something. I, I think, I think that's how I kind of translate that. It doesn't have to be a big thing every day. Um, you know, if you, if you physically go to the, to the office and this is just off the top of my head, you know, if, if you're trying to instill love or, you know, um, uh, Are we talking about me relationship. Personally? Yeah. What's that? Are we talking about me personally? Or are we just talking in general? It's just in general. When you, just in general. Oh, maybe okay. maybe I, you like to bring everybody a cup of coffee every morning. Maybe that makes you feel good, right? Um, mm-hmm. Just something. Just something that you well, do okay. as a routine every day to get your day started. Okay. I would say um, to get my day started. Well, I work from home. I'm going to make it personal. So I work from home, and I would say that the, the, what – I do is meditation. Meditation mm-hmm. gives me the value 
that I need so that I can I can do the things that I need to do now that I'm I'm with everyone else. Whatever interaction mm-hmm. that I come into, I've already I've done me. You know, but there are times when it's like I have good intentions. Like I'll take a shower, but I never got to do the rest. I had to throw my hair up in a ponytail, never got to dry it, put makeup on, nothing because I'm working, I'm busy. That mm-hmm. that didn't that didn't happen. But if I had to go through that routine every single day, thinking you know these are I got to polish that, polish that, I wouldn't get other things done. Like I definitely wouldn't be right. writing a book. That's for sure. You know, I'm too <laughs> too wrapped up in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, for so many of us who work from home, it's squirrel, squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so many distractions. Um, oh gosh, so true. And the um, the office, the the beauty of being able to, and I know we might be getting off topic. I don't know, but the beauty of working from home is if you can get away from home. And to go somewhere where, for me, if I go to a crowded place, like if I go to Starbucks or anywhere for lunch, sit down and open my computer, I can tune out everybody and just focus. Wow. But, yeah, I can do that. I, I, feel, I feel more alone because I don't care what everybody is doing. They're busy, and I love that. They're busy. Don't pay attention to me. But I feel like if I'm confined, if I'm at home or something, I'm constantly getting interrupted by everybody and everything. Somebody mm-hmm. needs me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I'm even sharing that, but. <laughs> well, no, because I think, that's, I think that's really good because you, you have set an intention. So when you go to Starbucks or wherever it is that you're mm-hmm. going, right, to, to open up your laptop yeah. and just, you know, right. engulf yourself in this task. You have an, an intention, right? So for you, mm-hmm. I'd say that one of your strengths is being able to set very strong intentions, that mm, you can become very true. focused. You're a very focused individual. But without those guidelines, without that intention set for you, like when you're working at home, you can get easily distracted. Mm-hmm. But it also mm-hmm. sounds like you feed off of the energy around you, like you like that buzz in the background, that that kind of maybe get your juices flowing, just have that energy going, um, the excitement, maybe, maybe you feel the love of other people. No, right? actually, I think what a it coffee is, shop. I, I honestly think what it is, is the, um, I'm more invisible if I go out because people are hustling, bustling, doing their own thing, having their own conversations, whatever their problem is. And I don't, right. I, I mean, not to be rude, but I don't care. I'm not, I'm not butting in. And I can focus, and I almost feel invisible. It's just somebody in the crowd. Where if I'm, oh, I like that. Let's say at home. Yeah, where I'm at home, it's peaceful. And when there's peace, it's misinterpreted for nothing. You're not doing anything. Mm. And mm-hmm. so everybody mm-hmm. can come and, and, hey, hey, I need you. I need you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. When you're kind of in that solo space, it's your yeah. fair game. People don't so, think you're really that busy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. I really mm-hmm. love that. I feel invisible. And then at that point in time, invisibility is awesome. Mm. It's, mm-hmm. it's what you're striving for, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. That's really it's like powerful. They don't know me. I like they that. Don't... <laughs> Thank you. Yep. They're in their own it's... little world. They're doing their own little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like you. It's, it's... Right. It's the perfect yeah. space to be in. And unless, you know, well, maybe it's a matter of being out. with like-minded people too. 
people with the same intention. No, because if I were to go to somewhere, let's say a networking event, right? I couldn't do that. I couldn't work. There's a thousand people there, but you couldn't pull out a computer and start working. That's, that would be a major distraction because all those people are like-minded. You want to network and meet people. It's not the place. You have oh, to I go, see what you're saying. Yeah, you have to go somewhere where people are busy doing nothing, you know, getting mm-hmm. a coffee, right. staying in line. Right. Uh, it just, yeah, it doesn't matter. Shopping. They're not paying attention yeah. to you. Yep, and they're, they're not going to come over to it. Right. They're not going to come over and introduce themselves and, you know, strike. it's just not going to happen. That's yeah. who we And are. I guess that's, that's what I meant by people. being with like-minded people in the, in the space of Starbucks or a coffee shop, right? They're all like-minded. They just want to go in and do their thing, right? Mm, they're just, yeah. They're there to be invisible as well. <laughs> so I think mm-hmm. that's what I meant by you're with like-minded people. They feel the same mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But I like mm-hmm. the invisibility piece. Right. That's So you kind of got down to one of my quirks, I think, of me finding my space. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I prefer the busyness, the hustle. And yeah. just leave me alone. <laughs> right. <laughs> you go about doing your thing, let me do my thing, and we'll yeah, all get along so just fine. Okay. Yeah, so so there's your expertise right there, helping somebody find out who they are and what their quirks are, and then being able to to somehow help me package this. That's great. Right. And it's just, it's it's fun for me. It's fun for me. I like, um, you know, I like to think of myself sort of as a a superpower detective or strength detective, Mm -hmm. something like that, because it's just Mm -hmm. fun to kind of, you know, look for all the little pieces the little uh, mm-hmm. hidden clues. Mm-hmm. Okay, but okay. now that you said that, though, that you are this little detective, I imagine the elevator opening up, and I just met you, and I'm going to say, okay, so what do you do? And you've got that 30 seconds. You're going to leave me. You know, it's like, then what, I'm what, what I missed that. Say? I'm going to leave you? No, meaning you're going to get off the elevator, and I will have and we're only never had those again. few Right. Well, I only had those few minutes to understand what you do. And when you just said you're like this little detective finding out what's going on, you couldn't say that on the elevator. I would need to know exactly what you do. Because um, I wouldn't know where what space to put that in. I, I literally in that, you know, one floor, maybe we're going 30 floors. I don't know. But in one floor, I would be like, okay, well, a detective, like what? What are you finding out about me? I don't understand. And you're like, <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're like, here's my Are you analyzing me right now? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> but that is, you know, that's kind of that beauty of not thinking of it as a speech or a pitch, right? You want to think of it as a conversation with a goal, right? You're just having a conversation mm-hmm. with that person. But if somebody says, you know, hey, what do you do? And because I, I have a fun-based approach, I might say, oh, well, I am a superpower detective. And, of course, they would look at me funny, and they'd either, you know, like push the button for open, 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 or they would, mm-hmm. you know, want to explore mm-hmm. it. And, you know, maybe they'll chuckle, and they'll mm-hmm. say, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if I would necessarily do that, but I think I'm going to try it. Mm-hmm. Next time I'm in that mm-hmm. situation, I might try that. But, right. But, you know, I like to start those conversations with either a statement, a question, um, you know, for me, I might say something like, oh, hey, what do you do? And I might, I might start the conversation of like, so, 
you know, I don't know if you know this or not, or something to the effect of, you know, corner office jobs, jobs in the like executive space or C-suite, those are for, you know, fewer and further between and much harder to come by in today's highly competitive market. market. And so, you know, I am hired by executives and senior level managers to blah, 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 right, to help mm-hmm. them, uh, you know, depending on where they are in their career, I help them reassess and manage their careers, or I help them find and land jobs faster, you know, something to that effect. And then I might follow it up with a question of, you know, um, so tell me, how would you describe your personal brand? You know, depending on how the conversation went or, um, mm-hmm. you know, who do you know, what executive, you know, or what high level executive do you know that's, kind of struggling in their position or struggling to find a job right now. You know, I might wrap it up with a question. Mm-hmm. So with that, it, it leads to more conversation. You learn a little bit more about them, and they might say, oh, you know what, I might know somebody, and they'll give you cards. You might exchange those cards. But again, mm-hmm. you know, you want to wrap it up with some kind of question, and maybe that's something to the effect of, um, it, it, I don't know, like, what's your company's biggest challenge when it comes to this? You know, something like that, mm-hmm. um, depending mm-hmm. on what industry you're in, you know, or what's your biggest huh. challenge with, with relationship accountability, you know, something like that. So that they want mm. to know more or that conversation can keep going. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. This is definitely, I mean, this hour that we've spent together, I'm sure, you know, those who listen are, are going to, you're going to give them a lot of food for thought, you know, because it just equates to everything. Your brand is who you are. It and is. It encompasses everything it, about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, well, what do I say about me? And everybody yeah. should be contemplating that. What what do I say about me? Yeah. What do I want no people to know about me that's important? Yeah. Yeah. It's um that's great. That's that's invaluable. I hope that uh yeah. everybody listens to this and, and starts to contemplate who they are and what they want to portray. Excellent. Yeah, and well, what got, do they want to be known for? Right. Exactly. Uh Anyway, Lainey, thank you so much for being on the show. We've got two minutes left, and I don't want to be cut off unnecessarily or short. So tell us, um, where can we find you? So um, my website is uh, revivecareers.com. You can also email me, and my email is Elaine at revivecareers.com and um, uh, LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Wonderful. Come around. You can find me. (laughs) Yes, most definitely. And if anybody would like to get an autographed copy of Cracking the Rich Code uh, book two, right, then you can email me, Marilee at at BritVenture.com, and I can get a hold of Lainey, or you can email her directly. Get an autographed copy. And if you are a, a lady, first, before I sign off, I just want to say thank you so much for your expertise and what you shared here today. I totally enjoyed it. Oh, thank totally you. So did I. I appreciate this. <laughs> Good. You're welcome. 
and uh, we look forward to more. I'm going to look up your book. You have, your book is uh, called Translate Your Personal Brand into Marketing Magic. Where can we find that real quick? Well, we're not, it's not out yet. We had a little hiccup, so it'll be out later this fall, actually. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay, translate your personal brand into marketing magic. Perfect. I appreciate you. I want you to have a wonderful day, and I will catch up with you next time. I have more questions. And um, anyway, love you, enjoy you, and I'll see you on the Cracking the Rich Code uh, group page, right? Thank you so much. I appreciate you and love you, too. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you are a, a co- or an author who would like to be part of Cracking the Rich Code, please email me at merrily at britventure.com. Whew. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.